You're listening to the Meaningful Minutes with Nikki Olson podcast. This is a show for busy Latter-day Saint women who want to learn simple tools to feel confident and inspired in 10 minutes or less. Welcome. On this episode, we will discuss how you can have better mental health through self-care. As much as we do for others, why is it so difficult for so many of us to take time for ourselves? I think the idea of taking time for ourselves sometimes seems selfish. You know, it is important to take care of yourself, but taking away from others to take care of yourself doesn't seem like an option sometimes, right? But that couldn't be further from the truth. Self-care isn't selfish. This viewing self-care this way is saying that self-care is a luxury and not a priority in your life. If you fail to take care of yourself, how can you have anything left to take care of others? Self-care is your best strategy to fortify yourself for future challenges. Self-care begins with being conscious of your own needs and how much you can give. Recognizing and understanding and acknowledging the emotions you feel is important in discovering what your needs are. Everyone's self-care is going to look different based on what your needs are. But one of the most important parts of this concept is emotional self-reliance, which is vital to maintaining your mental health. True emotional self-reliance begins by knowing your limits and seeking out help outside of yourself to fill in those gaps. President Dieter F. Uchtdorf, then when he was a pre- the member of the First Presidency, said, we would do well to slow down a little, proceed at optimum speed for our circumstances, focus on the significant, lift up your eyes and truly see the things that matter most. Self-care isn't just about doing something for yourself, like buying an ice cream cone or getting your nails done, although those can be considered self-care sometimes. It really depends on what area of your life needs self-care. This is where it's vital to be in tune with yourself and what you truly need. I want to talk about five different types of self-care. And as I go through these types, check in with yourself and see if you are in need of some extra self-care. Think about that oxygen mask analogy I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Are you running out of oxygen in one of these areas? Is it becoming hard to breathe? then you may want to take some time to put on your mask first before you help other people. So let's start with physical self-care. If you aren't taking care of your physical health, your mental health will suffer because of the strong mind-body connection. If you're feeling sluggish, tired, physically overwhelmed, getting frequent headaches, stomach aches, or even tension in your body, then you need to focus on a self-care tactic that will refuel your physical health. So that might look like prioritizing sleep, drinking more water, cutting out caffeine, eating more fruits and vegetables, moving your body more. Remember, self-care doesn't have to be implementing a giant plan. In fact, if you pick something giant, you're less likely to do it anyways. So pick something small and simple. Remember, small and simple things brings great things to pass. Also, let's, okay, next let's talk about uh, social self-care. This means close relationships and connections. You might be around people or children all day, but never feel a connection with that person. 
Not having enough social connections can lead to lower self-esteem, anxiety, sadness, and a harder time dealing with stressful events. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to go and run and make more friends. Friends are great social connections, but sometimes we just need to make more meaningful connections in our own homes. Think about the last time you meaningfully connected with your spouse, with one of your children, or even with one of your parents. And again, this doesn't mean you have to go and plan a two-hour activity. This can just mean putting down your phone and being truly interested in the person for 10 minutes. Or when your kids are upset, instead of trying to force them to do something, just sit and listen without judgment or advice. Or just be interested in or ask questions about what they're interested in without being involved in something else like dishes, laundry, or making dinner. You'll be surprised at how much you can gain from these small, meaningful moments. Okay, now emotional self-care. How well do you deal with your negative emotions? Do you try to push them down, distract yourself, or find ways to get rid of them soon as you feel them? If you aren't able to acknowledge and express your negative emotions every day, you will have what I call the volcano effect. You will shove them down and they won't immediately do anything to you. But as more and more emotions get pushed down, you'll feel the pressure building. And at some point, that pressure will be too much and your top is going to blow. The problem is your top doesn't blow at the exact time and place you want it to. So you want to learn to release that pressure regularly. That's going to look like maybe journaling without judgment. Finding someone to talk to that just listens, having a good cry, or working with a professional that can teach you to feel those emotions rather than push them away. Okay, mental self-care. You might wonder how mental and emotional are different. I did for a long time. But mental is more about how your brain is functioning. Does it feel slow or foggy or cluttered? Is it having a hard time recalling things? Is your memory suffering? Are you having a hard time coming up with words you want to use? Then you may need some mental self-care. This can sometimes run over into another category, like getting more sleep, expressing your emotions better, or learning about what thoughts trigger your mind to feel that way. This may mean you will want to learn skills in self-compassion, forgiveness, or communication. Also, it could mean that you need more mental stimulation, like reading, sometimes reading something you enjoy, or watching a movie to learn something new, or playing puzzle-like games. All right, lastly, spiritual self-care. This involves nurturing your spirit, not just doing a spiritual habit to check it off your list, but to do it for a spiritual connection, which I talk a lot about in my spiritual survival course. I'll link it for you in my show notes. You can do this by looking for ways you saw the hand of God in your life, writing down what you're grateful for, like a thank you note to God, writing down your prayers before you say them so you can concentrate on a conversation in the prayer rather than a checklist. Okay, now don't go, don't go work trying to work on all five of these areas at once. Look for the one thing that you need the most oxygen in and pick one thing in that area. Remember, small and simple. Then make it a habit of reevaluating what area you're needing for self-care regularly and add in something else that is helpful. 
hope these minutes you spent with me were meaningful, helped you feel inspired and more confident. Check out my show notes for links to my website, social media, and free handouts for remembering how to implement the skills. I know there are other women that could use this information. Leaving a review is a great way for other women to hear this message. If you'd like more daily inspiration and guidance, please come find me on Instagram at Nikki Olson Coaching. If you share this episode, please tag me. I love to connect with my listeners. Thank you for listening to the Meaningful Minutes podcast with Nikki Olson.